Welcome to the Making Money in the Music Business podcast, where we share insightful views on a variety of topics in the music industry that can help you make more money from your music business. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. William E. Smith and Kenya McGuire Johnson. All right, Kenya, we are back. We are back for another fun field, making money in the music business podcast. How are you, Will? I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> you never say anything less than fantastic. Do you realize that? Every week you say, well, I'm fantastic or great. You don't have bad weeks. Hey. You know? you, um, I have uh, challenging, week, challenging <laughs> weeks, but I can't... Uh, but I, I won't um, acknowledge defeat. Okay. All right. That's <laughs> I will fair. always win. That is so fair. I'm staying positive on it. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. Great. So we have a fantastic uh, podcast for today. And I know you, you, uh, you booked this this next I guest, but we both... yes, I did. So yes, give me all the credit. No, I'm just playing. No, I'm trying to be quiet no, and calm, no. quiet and calm because I'm just so freaking excited to do this interview, but keep going, keep going. Yeah. 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 We, we both know her from, um, our days at, uh, Howard university. So, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll get into that in a, in a second. Let me do our music tip first. And that is uh, actually, um, had this with my students this week. I had a, uh, one of my students really did this and I'm proud of him. Uh, mm-hmm. Shout out to Michelangelo. Mm-hmm. And it's about showing up. And like I, <laughs> I told them, I said 90% of life is showing up. Oh, <laughs> and yes. he did it. He did it. So um, I'm proud of him for doing that. But I, I mean, just a quick Quick story uh, for me, just um, showing up at a a BET on Jazz restaurant uh, back Mm -hmm. in in 19, whatever. um, (laughs) There was a lady there who was handling uh, the booking and she saw that I knew a lot of folks. And so she approached me and asked me to book the restaurant out of the blue. And that's just from me showing up out of the blue. That's just from showing up to the restaurant. So 90% of life is just showing up. Yeah, that that has kind of been a a big mantra with me with coaching clients is that you got to show up and and that's physically and mentally and emotionally. Um, And I think, you know, a lot of artists will self-sabotage simply by not showing up. (laughs) Yep. 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 And uh, showing up, meaning, you know, if you've said you're going to do something, do it, even if you don't feel as confident as you'd like or what have you. Or, yeah, attending things, being present, being visible. Um, it's just so many ways to show up. So I think I think that's a, a fantastic tip and, and, and reminder to everybody in their life. You got to show up if you're going to make this happen. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, I will introduce our guest and uh, her name is Shauna Tucker. She is a cellist, singer and songwriter. And uh, I've heard her uh, over the years. I've I've listened to your stuff on, on Facebook after we've uh, departed our years at Howard. But <laughs> I, I remember you you playing and uh, and all the stuff you did at Howard. And it was it's fantastic. And um 
can't wait to hear some of the, the backstory on where you are now. So uh, if you can introduce yourself and let folks know um, what, what you, what you're doing now, but also sort of give us a, a, a history and backstory. Sure. Uh, a history and backstory. How much time do we have? Kidding, kidding. Uh, I'm just I'm kidding. trying to, I'm trying, I'm not, a, I don't want to interrupt you, but ah, I'm doing a little scream in the background. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I'm I'm a I'm a Stan. I'm a stalker fan, but I'm also a friend. So what does that make me? A Stanfred? A Stan uh, friend? I don't know. No, friend. a sister yeah. sledge. <laughs> You're my sister sledge. That's how I'm, we we have to support oh, each other in that way sledge. that that borders along stalker. Uh, it 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 can get to a stalker <laughs> level, but it's healthy. No restraining orders. We just we build. We build. Yes, we so, build. So yes. All right. Go ahead. Okay. Go go for it. So <laughs> hi everybody. My name is Shauna Tucker. And I'm just really happy to be talking to my fellow Bisons about music business, about independent artistry, um, about how how in the world you can build a career off of playing cello and singing. <laughs> it's kind of crazy, um, right? but it is possible to do. Um, I let's see. I started playing cello uh, in public school. Um, I grew up on Long Island. Uh, New York and um, didn't really know how or what I wanted to do with the cello. I just knew that um, that I had to do something. I, I had to play cello. I just wasn't sure exactly what that looked like. And, um, you know, back in the in the days before the internets, before the interwebs, <laughs> also known as the early 90s, <laughs> There was no way to like, you know, instantly like you don't you didn't Google stuff. You looked, you know, you went to the library and looked up stuff in the encyclopedia or, you know, if you had a family member <laughs> that was musically inclined or an audiophile or whatever, was always talking about music in some way. Do you know about this? Have you heard of this? But I, I know for me, all I knew about cello was classical and I didn't really even know much about jazz until I got to Howard, um, honestly. Um, and it just kind of blew me away a little bit to see uh, people my age, like my peers, like Will, um, just like blowing and, 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 you know, doing all this like fabulous, just making incredible music. And at least what I could see was, you know, it wasn't the same way we just had music and you played what was on the page and that's it. And I didn't really know until uh, Uptown String Quartet came and did a master class at Howard and I saw four black women on stage and they were pl they were playing. They weren't just playing. They weren't just playing. <laughs> they were getting it, you know, and I was like, oh, that's what I want to do. That's that right there. That's who I want to be. I want to be Eileen Folson. I want to I want to play bass lines and I want to put my neck in it and I want to be smiling at my friends <laughs> when they say something with their instruments and have those types of conversations. Um yeah. And so, yeah, I, I, I know you yeah. asked me for background. I don't even know where to. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I can tell no, you. No, this is fascinating because I, I think people, uh, you know, they assume when they hear cellist, like you said, like just this classical, you know, space and reading the music in some kind of orchestra, symphony, whatever. And you have done such, you know, a fantastic job 
you know, just translating and, and carrying over some of that, but bringing it into this whole other space where now so many more people are able to access, you know, your instrument, your, you know, and even elements of classical music and chamber music um, in a new way. So, no, I, that's fantastic that you're kind of giving a history of how you landed here. So that's that's great. Uh, well, good, because that's all I got for you <laughs> in terms of like, you know, like, like, I wish I could tell you that the, you know, well, actually, no, I don't, because my journey was 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 an interesting one shifting from, you know, classical. I only play on the page. Um, I don't know what it means to improvise. All of this has has quotes around it, you know. Um, I didn't, it wasn't until I started performing, um, with the, the trio again, great to be talking with fellow bisons because y'all know who, who Hugh is or what Hugh is, what Mm -hmm. it was as a, a piano trio turned something really special, um, with improv, improv, improvisation, improvisation (laughs) with, you know, (laughs) harmonization, Harmonizing. I'm just making up words and adding shun on the end of it. Sorry, <laughs> no, y'all. no, no. That's your, these are words. These are words. Um, <laughs> with taking, you know, our classically train, our classical training and saying, all right, yes, we do that, but there's Michael Jackson and there's Stevie Wonder and there's mm. Coltrane and there's, you know, there's, there's Cindy Lauper and there's all these amazing songs out here that can be, um, put through this new filter of all of the, you know, the sum of our parts, um, equal parts, classical and, and, and equal parts listening to soul music while we're cleaning the house on Saturday. You know, there's nothing, there's, there's no place that says that that can't fit. Not anymore. I know back in the early nineties, people were like, we love it, but we don't really know what to do with this. Sorry. (laughs) You know, nowadays it's not like that. So, I, I want to say thank you for giving me me kudos, but I, I didn't sound like nothing. At how <laughs> I was still trying to come up with what I was going to sound like. Everything's but, relative, uh, man. Yeah, uh, Everything I, is relative. Right. You sound yeah, like something special I, I dig, to me. I dig it. <laughs> yeah. I dig it. Yeah. I, I really didn't. I, I know for myself, I, I didn't feel comfortable mm. in my playing till probably like a year after Howard. Like I, I felt it, you know, you, you know, when you, when you yeah. feel it. And, uh, but yeah, there's, um, there's a couple questions in there, and uh, I guess one one key one is how um, you developed what you wanted to. You knew conceptually what you wanted to do, and uh, how did you go from? Or how did you get started from the the vision and the idea to actually start implementing yourself as as a as a songwriter, you know, singer, and and start making those, that happen in a business way. Um, well, you know, I really didn't, let's see, I came to a place of knowing what I wanted to sound like or, or what I want to sound like, because it's really still a, you know, a present tense active thing, um, more from knowing absolutely what I did not want to do. You know, like I took, um, (laughs) a lot of time, I, I remember, um, Moving up to New York, um, and we were still Hugh and trying to figure out, you know, if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere, you know, New York, <laughs> New York, right? That's and, right. Uh, and, and, and realizing that people still were working very um, 
like you know like worker ants in these boxes and 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 uh pigeonholes of of genre and um you right. know i found myself uh a bit frustrated um with having so many people say that they love the sound but from a marketability standpoint they um couldn't figure out what to do with with this wonderful sound mm. And it was not mm-hmm. until, um, at least for me, uh, you know, when you kind of go into these crisis modes like life change or however you want to define it, um, I know that I I put the cello away for a couple of years um, because I, I knew that I didn't mm. want to, I'm not a classical cellist. And um, I do session work, um, but I don't want to make a career out of that because I I. I, as a songwriter, I felt um, like I have a lot to say, um, and there, there's a role that would go underserved or just not served at all if I spent a lot of time with the session hustle. Um, plus, there's there's there's, right. there's so many people that can do that, that can do that well, that to do that. And I'm like, all right, if I mm-hmm. spend a little bit more time and energy honing these songs and these stories that I have to say. Um, and spend more time doing that on my cello, um, through my cello, what does that look like? What does it sound like? What does it feel like? And how do I describe it? And that's kind of where the, mm. the, 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 the term, the name, the concept of chamber soul came about is because, you know, I just, in an interview, it's like, well, it's kind of, it's improvisation, but it's not jazz. And I'm classically trained, but it's not classical. Mm-hmm. And kind of got folk out it's just like so many eh, just what is it you know chamber music for me is a beautiful thing to to play and uh and to just experience because it's conversations there's no conductor telling you what to do you spend a little time Mm -hmm. figuring out what everybody else is doing and where the melody sits in this person's part and then it goes over to this and how do i hand it off to you and you talk about dynamics and you you just weave this beautiful story collectively um and you know to me chamber music is like the jazz of classical music i think because there's so much room for interpretation and 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 handoffs and and give and take and and it's all you know a collective effort but then there's the soulfulness of just you know the human condition and writing about that and and being um authentic and and honest about it that if my intent is that then I'm confident that that's where it will land in the the eyes and ears and and soul of the listener too, and so putting those two together, I can I can talk about that till the cows come home. And that doesn't need to be a genre. <laughs> Everybody should be doing that in every genre, I think. Right. Um, but right. It, it also, right. from a marketability standpoint, it's kind of cool. Chamber soul just rolls off the tongue, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. That sounds <laughs> yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Well, you, you you mentioned that you you put your cello away. And <laughs> yeah. we kind of left that and but you you have your cello today. So I do. and I think this is real <laughs> I think it's really important <laughs> for artists, you know, our most of our audience um are either true fans of of music and and how music is made or they are artists themselves, mm-hmm. you know, trying to figure this all out. And 
a lot of um, a lot of the artists, you know, will sit up and kind of just say all the joys and beauty and this. But they need to sometimes hear, you know, those well, they need to always hear those stories that aren't so beautiful. And I, you know, the fact that you said you had put the cello away, um, if you could tell us a little bit more about you told us kind of why you did that. But what made you decide it's time to pick the cello back up, given, you know, like you said, the genre situation, did you feel like it had shifted? So you found a new chance or what, mm. what made you decide to do this differently? Well, I, you know, I had been playing cello um, professionally since I was, I don't know, like 18 or 19. And when I say professionally, I mean, people gave me money to do it. <laughs> um, right, you know, like right. it's a job. There's, there's been a job uh, for a long time. Um, and I, I had um, moved from New York uh, down to North Carolina um, at the time I was married and had just had a baby. And Although I have many friends who, you know, who do all that and keep it moving and the baby is somewhere in under the piano while while they're teaching or <laughs> on their back while they're at a rehearsal or running around somewhere with all the other theater kids or, you know, I just I couldn't I couldn't reconcile that. Like to me, they took up the same amount of energy and mental space and, and life space. And so I had mm -hmm. to take a break. I was like, well, I, I can't uh, I can't put my child in a closet. So <laughs> I'll just put the cello <laughs> down for a little while. It'll be there, you know, and if I don't want to do that anymore, like that's OK, too. I think like sidebar, yeah. I think a lot of us um, feel like if you if you can't put the instrument down because because you're fearful of what someone else or people you know, their expectations of what it is, and then you you might want to rethink that one. I knew that. That's Go ahead, Will. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was saying that's that's very powerful, powerful, and it actually speaks to me at, at this time in, in my life because I've, I've done actually the same thing. I've, I haven't been gigging mm -hmm. uh, be spe specifically for that. I mean, it's not, sim not the same reason, but uh, it's for me it's been um, – just getting a perspective yeah. on my, my playing and what it is that I'm trying to accomplish with that yeah. instrument at this stage in my life. Yeah, you. So, yeah, I, I totally feel exactly what you're you saying. You have to be able to to say like you, you just have to have those honest conversations with yourself, because when you go out to a gig, you know, the difference between when you're like you said, coming out of Howard a year or two and you're like, I'm playing, I, I'm being intentional about what I'm doing. This is what I meant to say. This right. is what I want to say. And, and I can I can craft my music the way I hear it in my mind and in my spirit. You know, the difference between that right. and just going to a gig or playing a gig or, you know, like like I'm, I'm jumping all around the place. Just doing that's it just one to of the do reasons it. why I had to leave Cirque yeah. du Soleil is because I was just playing the notes. I was not playing music. I, I, and, and, and then jumping back to why I put the instrument down is because I was like, sure, I could make a lot of money playing weddings or I could, I could do mm -hmm. that work, but it doesn't do anything for me. And I'm feeling the tinges of resentment for, you know, yeah. You should never feel resentful yeah. about being talented and people expect you to play a certain way or play all the time just because you can. You got to make that stuff right. work yeah. for you. Um, so I put it down 
and about that that's powerful. yeah like yeah, that's, five years yeah. i think I, that's I, I love i love the way you say that i, I keep hearkening mm. back to it but you you can't play for other no. people that's that's like that's yeah, you, i mean we all deep. know those people yeah. i know it's, and i'm not saying that they're more prevalent in symphony work um i it's just my experience with string players only but i've seen i've worked with those people that are disgruntled and dis- disenfranchised and just just grumpy and mean <laughs> and you're like mm. you have a great job yeah. like you play music for a living and they're like grumble 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 and you're like why don't you go do right. something different right. if you don't want to do this right like it's not the music that's holding you hostage you holding yourself hot go learn a new trade or something it's not too late yes. but you're not really doing the music any right. justice or anybody else being grumpy so right. i wanted to not be grumpy oh, that's Amen. so good <laughs> that's so good to hear that because I mean, and you know, I, I think from that world, I know I've been talking to different vocalists, um, singers, which is more my space, who are feeling, you know, a sense of burnout and, mm. you know, like, you know, kind of like, I think I'm going to have to stop. I think I'm going to. And it's like, you know, there's nothing wrong with taking a break. Yeah. You know, the music is going to it's going to be there. That's you know, right. music isn't going to poof, just disappear. That's like right. it's going to be there. Um, and so, you know, I think all three of us, I mean, you know, I, you know, of course, Shauna knows my story mm-hmm. and I've tried to share my story that of stopping and then getting back to it. And I know, you know, I'm kind of in this little weird land right now where I am taking a little bit of a break from performing, but, um, I, I definitely, I've, I've told myself it, if I ever get to a point where I can't enjoy music right. and do it from that space, then it's time for me. It doesn't mean for me to quit. That's right. not it. It just means for me to kind of take a, you know, take a moment, sit back and kind of one, just, you know, figure out what's, what's maybe going on and, and, and be patient with myself in that process. Right. And so that I can really get mm-hmm. to the root of, of what's happening. Cause I, you know, music is very sacred to me and I don't, I just, I don't want it to ever be something that I'm just doing, right. which unfortunately I think people get, you know, can get caught up in that, on, on so many on so many levels yeah like so, if we're no, like when fantastic. for example we're talking about music business and you know the expectations of you know what we what our output should be um and we know uh as being what i call artistic entrepreneurs we still we're still business owners we still have to file taxes like mm-hmm. everybody else and and we still mm-hmm. you know I don't know anybody that's got kids still got to send your kids to college. You want a vacation every once in a while. You don't want to, you know, it is possible Mm -hmm. to have with quotes, normal life and, and reap the benefits that everyone else that has a non artistic job, uh, reap. You don't have to settle, but you, but in saying that you're, when you're running your business, you have things like, those those the naggings of of when's your next album coming out you know and yes you want to stay current (laughs) but we all know that it doesn't cost five dollars to release an album and unless you're selling it out your trunk uh (laughs) there's there's a process (laughs) but you should not i i just firmly believe this you should not be putting out any subsequent albums just because the 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 market or your your fans or you just tired of people asking you when it's coming out because it's going to sound like you're only doing it to shut people up and not yeah. for the work right. not for the music and not and, and then you're going to wonder why you got thousands of cds sitting in a box getting dust on them because don't nobody <laughs> want them because it don't sound like nothing because again yes. you're following someone else's expectation of what you should do 
I'm like Sade. Yeah. When's the last time she came? Now, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a huh? different, different. Well, she does have a song coming out for the new movie, uh, A Wrinkle in Time. She was she was asked to come out of her her hiding uh-huh. by Ava DuVernay, and she agreed. And so she she has a single on the new movie. A so single, just an aside. But 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 Sade is definitely. You know, I'm always mm-hmm. talking about Sade is my complete role model of how to <laughs> to go about. And she's you know, unfortunately, I think for. Your, you know, your more mainstream artists um, who are doing more commercial, you know, style music, they are constantly forced um, because they are at the whim of, of a, you know, their employer um, is is a label, and they're telling them, look, right. this is when you gotta, this is when you gotta get the projects out, and this is what it needs to sound like, and you know, so being an independent artist where you actually get to independently decide (laughs) you know how you're going to do this i think we have to you know remember as an independent artist that's the beauty is you're independent there's nobody that's telling you when where what you know you're kind of you need to decide that for your for yourself Mm -hmm. and and you'll um, you'll know know, i feel like you'll know like it's been you know the, the i don't know how how unique my releases have how how unique they are in that you know my first independent release was 2011 and then it got picked up by an independent jazz label and was re-released in 2015 with a couple of more songs on it but you know that's still four years in between the same album but Mm -hmm. when it was Mm re-released it was re-released on a national level and an international level and I learned a lot about you know placement and um radio and 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 i learned a lot but i'm but it's i'm still an independent artist and here it is 2018 and i i i don't know when album number two or two (laughs) i don't know what you would call this 2.5 2.5 2.8 i don't know because i just i don't want for it to be a response to well it was 2018 time i'm still performing you know and i still have product and shine is still doing very well and i know something something but i need for it to be authentic and do as well you know, sophomore or not as well as the first one. And the reason why the first one did so well is because it was honest and intentional. That's got to be the way that, that, that you work, not in response to people's, you know, freak out modes. Absolutely. Yes, Lord. Yes. I mean, it's, it's, I'm just so glad you said that. I think it's something that, you know, I know I need to hear because, you know, we're in the, I'm in the same boat. Like, do I, do I go ahead and, you know, I had a really successful album, but, you know, I'll get back. I get my little trending reports and, you know, people are still downloading, yeah. you know, singles from my 20, mm-hmm. my albums more. Yeah. Um, the, my recent album, 2015, um, they're every day. Right. And even from my very first album, which was 2010, I still get reports where somebody is is downloading you know, that a a song from that EP, at least almost like once a week, which is really crazy. And and that's just because, you know, the new music brought on people wanting to kind of find out, okay, well, what's, you know, in the past. Mm -hmm. But when I see that, then it, you know, it's just my constant reminder, you know, whatever, 
when you're doing this next thing, just, you know, don't do it. Do it because of the love and because of the interest and because you want to go there. Not because, oh, my God, you know, because I, I started writing in 2013 for the 2015 release. Mm -hmm. So, it, you know, so it kind of feels like, oh, that was five years ago when I was, you know, I last wrote a song, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> um, but right, yeah, right. no, that's 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 so it's very powerful because I think with social media and everybody watching everybody, I mean, we are all in this ridiculous Jones. Like, what what are the Jones doing? What are the Jones doing? Yeah, but you <laughs> know, gotta, keep up with Jones. Mm -hmm. I can tell you yeah. as a. <laughs> Excuse me while I put on, on my um my my sedity voice. As a touring artist, I can tell you. <laughs> you see what happens when you put when you have some somebody put a couple of dates together in a row and then all of a sudden <laughs> I'm on tour. Yes. I'm on tour. I'm a touring artist, I'm a recording artist. Yes. But no, like as a as I am um uh, as the circle, the concentric rings get wider and I, and I am leaving the East coast and going South and going Midwest and, and going West as I, as the, as the, the net, um, is thrown out into a wider ocean. I'm realizing that you got to develop your show. Um, and you're not going to be changing your set list every single venue and there mm -hmm. are for all the people mm -hmm. that know you and know your music there are a bazillion people you know national regional <laughs> national international that don't know your music yet it's okay right? it's okay right. to like keep it going like you i'm I, so there's days when i'm tired of singing the songs on on my album shine yep and there's times when I'm like, I just want to sing a whole new set. I don't care about none of these songs. And then I'm like, but you always sell CDs when you tell stories about the, you know, like why you wrote this song and you give a little backstory on what this song is about. People are not coming to hear me sing, you know, songs that they know. They, they don't even know who I am. Mm -hmm. So why would, so how would they know that I can <laughs> sing this song better than the original? I'm probably this that's irrelevant but they won't know my songs right. unless i sing my songs nobody's covering right. my stuff right. i'm covering my songs and when i sing them right. authentically right. then the cds get sold and people tell other people they you know and so on and so forth so I, I say all that to say that's off that one cd so 2015 is just it's just a date for me and when the new songs start coming and they they are when i have enough to make another album that mean that is meaningful and and honest then i will have another album um but until then here we are right here we are yeah i wow. think there, there was something you said and we glossed over it uh actually we didn't even mention it but i want you to uh i guess talk about it in the context of of being a uh a musician and having to work um, even, even though you're creating your own stuff, you still have to work uh, for uh, with other people's stuff. And uh, you talked about uh, Cirque du Soleil. Yes. You uh, how how long were you, what, did you work with? Yeah, them? so I I was uh, on contract with Cirque du Soleil for um, for five years, and um, I was playing cello and singing for the show Ka in Las Vegas, and. Um, it was great, uh, but it took up a lot of mental space um, playing corporate 
entertainment music, even on that mm-hmm. really beautiful mm-hmm. and ridiculously amazing level. It's it's the mm-hmm. same right. show, 10 shows a week, <laughs> except you have to <laughs> dig mm-hmm. deep to make it sound like this is the first time you're playing it every single right. time. And so after five years, you know, I was like, all yep. right. I said that I wanted to um, pl- I wanted I want to be a musician for a living. And this is what this this version of it looks like. And the pay was great and the benefits were nice and Canadian. So, you know, they treat their citizens lovely. So <laughs> my health benefits were wonderful. But I was t- I wasn't writing and I wasn't pl- I, I was touring occasionally my own stuff. And I was not as content right. as I am now on the serious hustle and grind, you know, it just is not mm, it's opportunity right. cost. Um, no matter how you look at it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, yeah, I, I'm glad that we'll ask that question. Cause of course that was on my list to, to kind of talk about, um, you know, Cirque and, and moving on. And now you're saying you feel happier now, you know, even though you're much more on a hustle and grind. So what would you say, um, because I'm sure there are many musicians out here who have these regular gigs. You know, I always say the church gig or the, yeah. you know, they're at the, the theater, you know, and they're, you know, they're in the pit and they're, they're, you know, constantly playing. Um, but there's obviously this fear of, of, of going beyond that um, because of, you know, where's the blueprint for that? Where's the constant, you know, pay and all that. So for you doing this and, you know, I know you because, again, I'm that Stan, Stan Sister friend, Sledge. Sister Sledge, Sister Sledge. Thing, so I know you're, <laughs> <laughs> I know every little speck of, you know, what's happening in your life. But for, for the listeners, you know, what would you say have been, what's giving you the highest of highs in this kind of space? And what are the things that are kind of really like, whoa, you know, the, the challenges? Well, I can tell you that, um, Mm. I've, I've, I've never really had a fear of not being able to survive, um, as an independent artist. Um, I don't, you know, it's like, of course there's been times that I've had to supplement what I consider my primary income, even when, when that income was less than the supplemental income, (laughs) but I've been, (laughs) you know, I've been a musician for a living. Like, okay. So traditional, uh, paradigm and mindset is, um, being a musician on the side and having a real job, whatever that means. But I've been a musician professionally Mm -hmm. since I was 18 years old. And so yeah. my family right. members who are like, you need to settle down and be somewhere for longer than five years. I'm like, dude, I'm, hello, you do the math. I'm nowhere near <laughs> as old as uh, as I used to. I mean, or as young as I used to be. I'm so sorry. There's a fax coming in. Um, but it, it's it is for me when with Cirque du Soleil, I was getting a steady paycheck. And I said that when my my chamber soul independent work surpassed like when I could see that that income that it was possible to surpass what I was making at Cirque du Soleil um, within two or three mm-hmm. within I'd say within three years and I could see that clearly and what I mean by seeing that it means again goes back to artistic entrepreneurship you can't just you know be 
praying that that everything works out. You have to know what a profit and loss statement looks like. You have to know mm-hmm. how to invoice and you have to, you know, view your bandmates if you're paying them as subcontractors and you have to have conversations with accountants and bookkeepers and make sure that the money that's coming in, you know, that the ins and the outs balances. So that business mindset will tell you whether or not you need to stay somewhere else for a little while like sit tight for a little while, or if you can say, okay, I'm ready to do this because this is how much it costs, but this is how much I can make. There's no fear in knowing right. for certain what what the financial part of all of this looks like. And, I, you know, we all, all three of us know that it ain't cheap, but it's not cost prohibitive. Oh. And when you have something special right. to offer creatively, you will you'll never be hungry. I, I just... I just I yeah. believe that with all my heart. You with you if you are the authenticity piece, you know, and the intentional piece, if you are doing what you're supposed to be doing, not trying to be the next Beyonce or Bruno Mars or Esperanza or Layla <laughs> or whomever, mm-hmm. Leon Bridges, like you got to know what your voice sounds like and then put your voice out there. And the, I, I, I don't Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I <laughs> hope I'm answering your question. I just, yeah. there's no, no fear you for are. You, you know, you're, you're you putting are. it down. <laughs> sorry. You're putting it down. Yeah, that's, no, and, and that's, that's there, there I'm is, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it's a powerful, it's a powerful thing to own that. And, and a lot of folks, and I, I, I do believe that it takes uh, people a, a minute to get to that. Um, and, you know, there's cer- certain life circumstances that sort of uh, encourage you and give you that support. Yeah. But uh, it, it is a process, I think, to get to that knowing yeah. that that uh, that you're talking about. Plus, the you know, yeah. Kenya, you had uh, um, used the the word uh, blueprint, and I I want to speak to that mm-hmm. too. In that there is a blueprint out here for us. I think that we just mm-hmm. we right. have these types of conversations and the resource that y'all are in presenting this podcast of people who have been doing this and are not afraid or fearful or whatever the adjective is for those who like to hoard information are not generous are not generous <laughs> with with the information because they don't yet know I guess that there's enough out here for everybody and the other and and when you talk to your exactly. peers and you network with your peers and you just ask questions Kenya well me and Kenya just we be on the phone half times this T and sympathy and the other half is like, girl, did you know this? And, did, and then, you know, sending links back and forth to each other about how to better do this. And who is this contact? And I'm about to right. be in this area and, you know, gig sharing or just like reaching out to people and saying, I'm, I don't have an audience in your town, but I have an audience in my town. Why don't we swap? If right. you can, if you can get here, like that's how me and Kenya did our first performance right. together was me coming mm-hmm. to Chicago wow. and she was generous with, you know, with presenting a, a concert and basically introducing, I did, you know, she was like my quinceañera hostess. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, this is my girl, Shauna, listen to her. And then instant fans, like instant hardcore fans for me. Right. So. Right. Right. Wow. Yeah. yeah, no, you, you are exactly right. And that's why we're doing this podcast is I, I think that, you know, people have to hear the actual stories. It's one thing to kind of have, you know, kind of have that concept in your head or intellectually know that. But when you 
mean, like you said, every, and this is why we're really trying to do these interviews is, you know, we, we talk a good game, but now we're going to give you the actual people who are doing this. And, you know, your story has been, you know, has really been fantastic. I know that we're, you know, we're trying to be time conscious, but I got, I got two (laughs) things that I got to make sure that I, that I, that I have you talk about just real briefly. Um, you are on this wild, this worldwide tour. You know, I'm going to say it like, <laughs> you know, with the fans worldwide. Tour. And you, I mean, you must. You guys have to. You must. If you've never heard of Shauna, and you know, we're talking all this stuff. You, you got to go check her out. So, if you could just tell us one, your website, and then two, you have a, an upcoming um, show in D.C. as a part of uh, a jazz festival. That I just want you to oh, kind of. Sure mention because because we're going to be talking to the organizer of that festival soon so okay website and and that next big old gig sure so my website is shauna tucker.com s-h-a-n-a-t-u-c-k-e-r.com uh instagram and twitter and uh facebook are all the same it's just at shauna tucker um and the performance in dc i'm so excited about this is uh the eighth annual uh washington women in jazz festival um it's a week-long festival that happens uh in washington dc that um focuses on um lifting up acknowledging celebrating and just making the world more aware um of all of the the tremendous talent um and that is put forth by women musicians that are in the DC area and beyond um they they're expanding mm-hmm. they're expanding their reach as well um my uh performance is on Wednesday March 14th at 7 p.m. at the Hill Center uh in uh on Capitol Hill um um, and so um, it'll be a trio performance. And uh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be great. It, it's going to be fun. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And, and just so that our listeners know, you know, in some upcoming podcast, the person who organized that um, event is going to be interviewed. And so Yay. yet another H.U. Yes. I, we keep bringing H.U. Yes. Howard people up in the yep. house. But yeah, Amy. Actually, Amy, Amy Borman is going to be coming soon. She's going to be playing on the on the performance, mm-hmm. too. So that'll be a double, double ah, your pleasure and so your fin. Yeah. 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 That's fantastic. And, and, and people can go to your website yes. and they can see any other things going on, listen to your music, watch videos, all that wonderful, fantastic, good stuff. And I'm telling you guys, if you have not listened to Shonda, you're going <laughs> to get addicted. <laughs> it only takes one listen and you're like, wait a minute. My life has oh changed. Oh my gosh! I'll and take yes, it. Yes, you'll keep. You'll keep. <laughs> it's true, and I, you know, I don't just say that because you're my sister Sledge, and I love you. I didn't know Shauna when I first heard her music, so I really was just this outsider and like, oh my gosh! <laughs> and I, I was introduced to her from the group Hue. And um, she and Marie Tree Garrett, who I really want to get on this podcast. I got to hunt her down. She's another wildflower all over this world. Got to <laughs> exactly. track her down. But anyway, <laughs> um, they just mesmerized me. And um, but what was more mesmer? I mean, their music was, you know, incredible. But then them, who they are, 
like when you get to know these women, this is who they, their music it's it's like it's seamless. Like they are really, you know, translating their their stories into music and their beauty and all this other stuff. So please, you know, if you haven't listened, um uh you're you're gonna you're really gonna you're gonna fall in love. And because you are doing so many shows, then we should be able to come and see you yes. um you know, per perform <laughs> and and you know, put on our calendars and everything. Yes. So Awesome. All of awesome, that. Awesome. Thank you, Kenya. Thank you. You're welcome. Beautiful. Yeah. We really appreciate you coming on here and, and sharing the, sharing those stories. I know we got more, so we'll probably have to have you back. Yes. But uh, I like that yeah, plan. It was, this was great. <laughs> well, thank yeah, you for letting a me. Part uh, two year. Oh yeah. We got a lot of people. We're bringing. We're, we're gonna have part two of such and such and such and such and such and such. But yeah. Well, that's what happens when you when but, there's so much to say and like, I know for me, I just want you know I I want artists no matter what level and stage you are at your in your career, um, and specifically independent artists to know that. You know, it, it's you don't have to recreate the wheel and you just like it was mentioned at the right. beginning of the podcast, show up. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Ask questions and be bold about about, you know, wanting to know information and 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 just if your intent is 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 honest, then you don't have to concern yourself with anybody saying, oh, oh they just want to you can't you can't gauge how somebody is going to receive you. <laughs> you just can only be responsible for yep. what it is that you're trying to do. So show up and, yep. and, and, you know, be honest and, and intentional about what you're doing. Ask some questions, utilize your resources and your peers, like we're all doing right now. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and you don't have to recreate the wheel. Somebody out there will, will, will take you aside and be like, okay, let's build together. We can, we can build, let's do it. Yep. Yes. Right. Right. Beautiful. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you again. Thank you. It's been fun. Yep. H U. All right. (laughs) H U. You know. Yeah, we got to put that in. H U. You know. (laughs) 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 Great. Great. Well, we'll be back next week, and uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you for listening. And we hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. Please leave us a comment on our page. If you would like to contact us about a specific topic, you can email us at info at creating or drwsmith at making money in the music biz, biz.com. If you would like to schedule a consultation session with Creating Crimson, you can fill out the contact form at the bottom of the website at creatingcrimson.com. If you would like registration services for your music project, you can visit makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com and go to the registration services page. Please fill out the contact form and we will get back with you promptly. If you are interested in advertising on our podcast, please send us an email at drwsmith.com at makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com.